If something happened to me and I were not to live another day, the last three years of my life when I have had this story, gone through this journey, have been the absolute most rewarding, most abundant blessings, and I would not trade them. Today on Doing Good, the podcast. Goodbye 2020. Hello, New Year. Every January feels like a fresh start. For so many reasons, that seems like an especially good idea as we kick off 2021. And the planet seems to be in the mood for a reset. And that can start in small ways, like, I don't know, like cleaning out your closet or maybe an emptying a yard barn or just decluttering a spot in the basement. Recently, the Doing Good gang found out about a great way to do a life cleanse of the things you do not want, that you do not need, while helping causes that you do hold dear. It's called Do Good Goods. We love the name. And we love the idea. You know, consign your clothes, your furniture, household items, whatever you do not need or do not want anymore. And then someone who does need it and wants it, buys it. And a portion of the proceeds can be given away to a charity of your choice. It's a whole new way of doing good. Just what we all need in 2021. My name is Susanna. And I'm Elijah. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast where we and our parents talk about the good that's happening in our community and the people that are making those good things happen. So we actually just kind of sit here until we're told to talk, but we're actually the funny ones, so stick around and listen. Hey, everybody. Uh, Doing Good, the podcast again. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're all back here again. Why are you cringing, Susanna? Oh, we Why do you say everything? Because I, because it's true. She's over there, like looking like this is. <laughs> We've like she's got bracing some for new a shot. microphones today, yeah. in yes. the form of headsets. So that's kind of throwing us for a loop. You know why we had to have these, though, right? Because Market Street Media, where we record this, is always innovating. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. Thank oh, you. Is that the only reason? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, because we got some viewer feedback, listener feedback, <laughs> that they really wanted to hear more, Susanna. And what, well, is like no I gotta hear that. more. I gotta hear more cowbell. No one. Said I gotta that. have more Susanna. What do you mean? No one said that. Of course, <laughs> everyone said that. Are you saying we didn't have enough Susanna? Susanna, did we not? Well, Susanna enough? had a bad tendency of not talking into the mic. <laughs> Comma said her mom. <laughs> said her mom. <laughs> do we? Uh, our, our listeners by now maybe know who we are. You're Dr. Becky Powers. Yeah, I'm and Josh. you're Josh Smith. And that's Susanna. Is your your fantastic. Uh, 23-year-old daughter. Offspring. Uh-huh. 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. And I'm Josh Smith. This is uh, my uh, fantastic uh, uh, Offspring. My six-year-old son, Elijah. <laughs> six-year-old? Wow, his voice is deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, New Year, guys. Who's pumped? Who's ready? Who's, who's thankful? We made it. We made I'm it. I'm thankful. It's been a great year. So fun. So good. So full <laughs> of like blessings. It's a couple of weeks old. Can right? I just say, like... I know no one's really said this, but last year sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did it? So profound. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just turn that around. Elijah will tell you one of my favorite things to do when I have a negative thought. Let's, let's flip that. Let's, let's flip let's, it. Let's look at it from let's the other it. perspective. Can you yeah. find the truth oh my in the flip? So <laughs> what was great? What did you... Let's do it this way. Lessons learned in 2020. Okay, Let, so one lesson learned. True story. Okay. So I have a friend, and she creates custom-made hoops. And every year, she asks hoops. on Facebook, who, embroidery hoops, and she embroiders on them and, oh. and says things. 
Um, but I'll post a picture on the Instagram for people to know. But um, every year she has asked everybody to submit their vision word for the coming year. Mm. And then she will and then they'll pick a winner at random and they'll embroider that on. She'll embroider that on the hoop and she usually puts flowers and everything. So last year, after 2019, which was so busy, I mean, I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I chose for my vision word the word braless because <laughs> I was going to spend as much time Wait. in my house without my bra on. Wait. And it's tragic. And, <laughs> and yeah, 2020. Braless. Braless. Did she choose that? So, um, so yes, Mom she did do that. that. I, she did. It, it got a lot of, um, it got a lot of support a on social media. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she ended up doing that one. Um, and see, if I read that, I would probably go, what's brails? Yeah. It was braless. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was my braless 2020 year. And, and along towards March, it was like, I don't I know. know people but somebody picked the right vision word i don't need my brassiere today nope i'm and staying home so so it was a good year for me as far as slowing down kicking back kind of regrouping and and resting you know a big part of it mm-hmm. so i appreciate the fact that it was a really good year to relax is that your lesson learned though like how do you carry that forward because hopefully we don't get we don't have to do much more of that well, in 2021 yeah i mean I, a lesson out of that it it just that it is important for me to stop and to just not be as busy and not wear your bra yeah it's super important for me not to wear my bra so, Same. so I'm the opposite. <laughs> oh, not about the bra thing, but I am the opposite. I really like staying busy and having a packed schedule and being go 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 all the time. I have noticed this about you. And and late all the time. I'm frequently late. We won't talk about it though. No, we won't. So yeah. this year, about? were you on time today? No, <laughs> no, no. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, when I was sort of stripped of that. You know, I had no choice but to stay home for quite a while. Oh, my gosh. Um, Something good that came from that was it really taught me to um, prioritize what I needed to prioritize. So Mm. I'm talking schoolwork. Like, I had all my time to get it all done and put forth my best effort. And, you know, just doing online school over quarantine taught me how to do, how to, you know, handle that because it's gone into my senior year and I've stuck I've been doing college applications every day you know but I think I wouldn't be as good at it if I didn't have that quarantine period to learn how to so prioritizing was the lesson learned learning how to yeah choose what you were going to do and when you were going to do it yeah that's a huge life skill I I think that's massive yeah Without external motivation. Aren't you proud of your baby? My She's baby. so baby, so grow it up. I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. At least your daughter's New Year lesson learned had nothing to do with her underwear. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's enough about undergarments. Okay. I won't talk about undergarments anymore. What about you, Elijah? Um, Anything about your underwear in 2021? <laughs> Got any fancy boxers? <laughs> Speaking actually, of underwear, I did get actually, I, I did yeah. get the Prince of Darkness um, some crazy underwear for Christmas it's in his your, stocking. Your saintly husband, and he he has en- he he loves them. He has enjoyed. What wearing did you get him? Crazy underwear. They're floral. What's crazy boxers. Crazy? No, oh, I got him okay. a pair of Lilo and Stitch, and <laughs> I got him a pair of Mandalorian. 
Boxers. And I got him, yeah, and I got him a pair of Christmas ornament ones. Tidy whities. Yeah, and then I got him a pair of patriotic ones. Wow, he's set for the seasons. Yeah. yeah that, and for streaming four on Disney for Plus. A year. So, but it's um, He's but got yeah, four pairs. Sorry. Really. I mean, I think, it's no, just, it's, it's just, just ironic. It was just something. Yeah, you know, he's not. He's not. He's kind of conservative. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, sorry, I talked about underwear again. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, that's why we're here <laughs> to talk about underwear. It's the underwear yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think for me, it's like one of those super. Uh, it's it's a super cheesy thing to say, but yes. one of those like years of growth, which it just sounds terrible coming off out of my mouth. You but... did grow a lot this year. Yeah, <laughs> but more of like more time at home, which means more time to just kind of uh, work on projects, stuff, um, work on myself. He just works out every day. He's like, six hours. games. Six hours a day, yeah. <laughs> You're working out six hours a day? Well, I'm going to whenever the school season starts. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. playing two and a half sports. Two swim practices a day. Um, tennis practice. Tennis for an hour and And if and I want to do weights. My life's so hard. Ah, I'd like to see you do it. Uh, oh, let's yeah, all that, apologize to the viewers about screaming into now the microphone. Now I know microphone. what it sounds like to them. I can't yell anymore. She has a good point. I couldn't pull it off. Uh, no, <laughs> I agree. They're going to be super stressed and super busy. Um, come yeah. <laughs> we always talk about it. It's like just a random thing. I'm in the kitchen making lunch. Somehow it gets brought up, and next thing I know, it's like, yeah, you really are going to have, like, no life for a good few months. <laughs> well, you're going to have a life. Like, I mean, you've got head. swim team and, and Too much got... of a life. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's 2020. It's 2021. It's going to be busier than 2020. So you're saying you learned some skills in the big year that was yeah. to get you going. Like Susanna said about prioritizing and figuring out what matters most. I her. think that it is going to be... Not exactly like it. It's going to be, I think, kind of like 2020, scaled down, but scaled down because we're used to it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just handling because it. It's a normal part of life. 2020 wasn't so bad because it was so bad. It was, but it was because it was also it was bad and new. And new. Okay. Yeah. And so anytime anything is new, even if it's good, it can be a disruption. But so I think true. I think that every person can count their blessings from 2020 as well. Yes. Yeah. 2020 was a good year for me, which I feel bad for saying because it wasn't for so many people. I think it's great to hear that somebody can stand up and say, somebody your age can stand up and say, hey, it was a great year for me. So, yeah. Yeah. He just said it was a terrible year like eight times. (laughs) For me, it was a a bad year. It was a good year for me. From a personal point of view. Okay, Mr. Josh hasn't told us what he learned this year. Well, for me, it's two things. Uh, one of them I, I, that I just can't choose, which is the biggest. Number one is how to take uh, is how to deal with negativity uh-huh. and criticism. Yes, that's true. And a lot of rage yeah. and a lot of anger. Yeah. Because uh, uh, in my job, I, I sort of encountered a lot of it this year. Yeah. And I learned how to hear it and not necessarily go to war with it, right. which I think is a was a skill somehow or other. I made it to you know a fifth decade of life and didn't yet know how to do or internalize it. Yeah. Yeah, or walk around with it yeah. all day, but yeah. just sort of hear it and accept it and listen to it and then let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And that reminds me of the other thing, which you really, I think, touched on, and that's prioritizing the things that matter and letting go the things that don't. Yeah. And really, truly, not just like shoving them in the back of my closet, let it go. I'm talking, not just like put it in the garage, let it go. I'm talking about get it 
out of the house. But that's all cool as long as all the stuff I tell you is important. Is important. Oh, you're you do not. Yeah, you're top shelf. You're middle of the dining. <laughs> you're the middle of the kitchen island. It's that big. Which brings me to our guest today, which is, uh, uh, I think, a great way to do a life cleanse as yeah. we start off the new year. Yeah. What do you have in your life that you do not need anymore? Yeah. And I'm not talking about a people. Yeah. So you can't get rid of me. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking so about. Weird. I'm talking about. What do you have in your life, like that you can just truly say, "I don't need this anymore," and I have moved this stupid thing around to four different places in my room or two different places in my closet, and I don't want it. And I'm gonna, and and then you can donate it to doing good goods, which you, is a place we. My youngest out. sister. No, I yeah, told you, no count. people. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's so funny. Yesterday, my uh, her youngest sister and I were out running some errands and doing a little shopping, um, and Millie looked at me and she goes. Are you a hoarder? <laughs> and it was a little bit of a come to Jesus moment in my life because I was just like, I was like, am I a hoarder? Am I a hoarder? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know though because I don't See, you spend heard a lot of that time. And you just took it in. You just listened to it. Well, well I needed to, I do, I do tend to collect things, right? But uh -huh. it's funny because like I'll, purchase something because i think to myself oh my gosh i can do this with that yeah and then five years later i actually do it yes and and i had the stuff right there on hand and it was magical see previous episode about becky's christmas ornament yeah you're, so, not, you're not a hoarder you just collect stuff and never get rid of but it. like you don't forget about the things that you have hoarders kind of that's true buy that's true. keep forget you buy and Never forget. And I don't know that you know exactly where everything is. And I'm wondering, do hoarders come at it with, I'm going to use this someday? Or do hoarders come at it with, I need this? I think there's a lot of fear in hoarding. Okay. And that's a big one right there for me. Is, is there fear anywhere in this moment? And if there is, like, I'm afraid if I get rid of it, then... You know, there's, and I think that's a big part of this whole idea of doing good goods is that I know for sure that what's the lady Marie Kondo, you know, if yeah. it does not bring me joy, right. then it needs to leave my life, right. right? Okay, so if it's bringing you some joy, there's nothing wrong with keeping it. True. You're not hoarding it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but if you're afraid, if there's fear, then there's a negative impulse that comes in the room and you, you know. Yeah, I agree. Like being afraid you're going to run out of toilet paper. That's right. Which is what something you, 2020 to, taught us. Yeah, exactly. I'm afraid. So I need to go to the store and knock a person over and rip it out of their hands so I can go home and put it in my garage with the 150 other ones. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. Okay, disclaimer. We did not hoard toilet paper <laughs> no, at we the start either. of the pandemic or at the end of it. Well, your dad did have to tell me to stop buying toilet paper. Okay. I didn't knock anybody over, but every time I saw it in the store, I purchased a package. We're getting ready for Lori Ann Jones to come in, but I do want to share one of my favorite stories from the Prince of Darkness, also known as your saintly husband, uh -huh. who said that one time it was... <laughs> We we just back back story. We went through a period where my youngest daughter was the recipient of your youngest daughter's hand me downs, yes, mm -hmm. and it was just like the blessing from heaven. It was like a truck pulled in from Macy's every other week, and we didn't have to shop for like four years. Mm -hmm. It was the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. But one day he shows up with a bunch of stuff. He says, "I'm off to take some of Becky's clothes to uh, 
to to to, to uh-huh. donate for right. charity. And uh, I said, I said, really, what happened? Is it? He says, it's a it's a big load. I said, what happened? He says, well, uh, we were in the house, and I walked in, and her closet <laughs> had collapsed. Uh-huh. The 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 unit in the closet literally got so much stuff on it, it came off, off the, the walls. Wall. And I said, well, that that was probably pretty stressful. And he says, I think I got made it even more stressful when I said to her, Becky, I think God is trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's it. Yeah. And so is God telling you today to get rid of that something in your life well, and maybe donate it? Well, I did tell Justin that God was telling him he needed to put better reinforcements in. <laughs> so, but I see where you're going. I see where I'm going. And I am anxious to learn about um, the program and how by simply getting rid of those things that don't give you joy, mm-hmm. because I do think that everybody has them, mm-hmm. um, that you can do good, some good that way. Absolutely. So I'm interested in talking with Lorianne. So with no further ado, Lorianne Jones with Doing Good Good. Lorianne Jones, welcome. Thank you. Glad it's, to be here. You are, by the way, the first guest we've had on Doing Good, the podcast, who has a sweatshirt on in sequence that says, do good. And I have mad respect. <laughs> <laughs> sure, envy. Yeah, I know. The welcome. It's so good to have you here. We've been hearing about your work in Kingsport, Tennessee, with this amazing shop that is how many thousand square feet? We started and it was only 4,000, and we've expanded twice within the first three years, and now it's 9,400 square feet. So, how long, when did you first open? So my dream for Do Good Goods was to open on Good Friday. Oh, awesome. And so on 2018, Good Friday fell on March the 30th. Uh-huh. And uh, I started on that day so I could always have that as the inaugural day of opening. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. You said dream. So yes. I imagine this was something you were cooking in your mind for years. You do not have a background in retail. Well, actually, my parents have always been entrepreneurial and had businesses, um, landscaping, nursery businesses. So I grew up, you know, with the farming and and uh, the work that they did there independently. So I think I was fortunate to grow up in a home where both parents worked and worked hard and you have that work ethic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get to have the wonderful leadership in those just inherent examples of people who will uh, take risks and you know you learn how to weigh things out and it's it's been a wonderful um, privilege to get to see them Mm. in their business life but they had both the uh, retail and wholesale end of the business so I got to see both sides of that from the nursery perspective Mm -hmm. so I did have some retail um, experience and uh, of course I've worked um, you know in my career full-time for 30 years, uh, so I've had some experiences there. You're a licensed electrician who works for a large chemical company. I do, yes. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I, I wish people could see you because you're just the most stylish. Right. I think of electrician, I think, you know. Electricians do wear rhinestones occasionally. They do, yeah. There you go. <laughs> defying but them. I absolutely love the retail end of the store, and um, it very much was a dream. I felt like it was something that was an ideal that was almost impressed upon me. Uh, very much feel, um, you know, that it's a, a faithful journey. I have certainly uh, stretched a lot in my journey and have been just so totally blessed through the whole process. Mm. That's really cool. Okay, so tell us, give us a snapshot about what Doing Good Goods actually is. So Do Good Goods is a retail and consignment. So we do source some things new, and then we have a lot of consignment items. 
And our consigners bring in things that are higher end, high quality. Mm -hmm. So these are not leftover yard sale items. And it does not have a thrift store feel. Mm -hmm. When you come across the threshold and to do good goods, Uh it smells good. It's clean. It's a friendly atmosphere. Mm -hmm. We definitely prescribe to customer service Mm -hmm. that, you know, you will never have to hunt somebody down to check out. And people are generous with the can I help you or can I help Mm -hmm. you find something. Mm -hmm. And when you come in, the store has such a wide variety of merchandise. Okay. So we started and we were focusing on women's clothing, shoes, jewelry, mm-hmm. accessories mm-hmm. with some home goods and some home decor. Mm-hmm. And then we started with some furniture and artwork. And we quickly outgrew our space. Mm-hmm. And so we've expanded. We have a very large furniture showroom, an area de- um, t- completely dedicated to collectibles, mm-hmm. some really fun pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've expanded a lot more artwork, and for two years, people ask me about uh, men's consignment. So we've just added the gentlemen's consignment room. Mm. We call it that because when you say, oh, please go check out the men's room, right. it doesn't yeah. ring right. So we have to say the gentlemen's consignment room. Trust me, you do not want to check out the men's room. <laughs> yeah, no. Ever. But the gentleman's consignment is so fun because we have everything from the outdoorsmen to people who ride motorcycles. We have chaps. We have... Athletic collectibles. We have tuxedos. We have golf attire. The works. So wow. we can we can pretty much hit the interest of almost any person. And so that's the fun part of the store. Mm-hmm. People will come in and they may be looking for one thing, mm-hmm. but we have such a variety of merchandise that it's just a fun right. place to come browse. Yeah, that sounds like it's awesome. Now, what's the do good part of that? So um, this, was, again, was kind of, the I guess, the vision. It was always supposed to be named Do Good Goods. Mm-hmm. And so we have um, a split when it's a consignment. Mm-hmm. And so it's a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. And our consigners... Uh, give up 5% of the total sale price, and so does the store. Okay. And so added together, that 10% goes to the charity of the consigner's choice. Okay. So if you were to come in and say, I wanted to consign these pieces, and we made you an appointment, mm-hmm. then you get to pick the charity. It gets to be something you're passionate about. Okay. So maybe it's a local charity. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a national charity. Mm-hmm. And we have so many listed. Most of the time, it's it's one that's already on the list. Mm-hmm. And then we have two additional tiers of giving. Okay. And so if a consigner decides to give more, mm-hmm. the store actually puts more to go with it. So with every sale, either 10%, 33%, or 60% of the total sale price goes to the charity of the consigner's choice. Okay. All right. Well, that's amazing. So how, how I mean, you're, you're seeing some consigners giving... Some of them, small amounts maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, I would think, of a few hundred bucks. I mean, how's, how, how, how's that range working So it for depends you upon the item. So some people may have items that are small and they don't, you know, obviously we don't get much for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a lot of research. So uh, we make sure that we price things very favorably. And I mean favorably for the consumer, favorably for the consigner, and fairly for the charity. So we want to represent all three. Mm-hmm. So people who shop can feel like, hey, I'm getting a good deal and I'm doing something good. Right. People who have brought the merchandise feel like, hey, I'm doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, giving some money away and I got some good money coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win all the way around. Mm-hmm. And and how do you avoid that? Um you know, I, things that I have that I think are consignable, mm-hmm. um, which maybe from a retail point of view are not consignable. Mm-hmm. How do you how how do how does that match up there? 
so I think what I'm hearing is what if I brought something or somebody brought something and we thought that's not something we put on the floor? <laughs> like, ooh, How do you no, deliver the no, bad no, news? No, no, no. <laughs> so I would say we all have some experience in that. And it takes a little bit of poise, a little bit of respect. Well, a whole lot of respect, which we show people. But um, I would say a good measure of understanding. Sure. So we have people who come in and they may have lost a loved one. Right. And it's, these are my mom's things. Yeah. So you have to hear that, you know. Mm. Right. But sometimes I think um, the message, you know, these are things that we, you know, wouldn't be able to take right now because of this particular style. Or these might be something that you want to bring back later. And just that aha moment or helping, you know, people understand. Yeah. And we also try to put some information out, you know, to be very overt. Right. Hey, we don't take things that have um, stains or right. they're missing buttons. <laughs> it needs to be a contemporary style. You know, if it's scratched or it's not something you want in your home, somebody else may not want it either. Right. We want merchandise on hangers when it comes in so that it's, you know, ready to 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 put on the floor. And most people who have nice things really appreciate that. Right. And... Uh, we occasionally have to deliver those unfortunate messages, but I think we're all passionate about our clothes mm-hmm. and we can be a little bit sentimental. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of that treat other people as you want to be treated thing mm-hmm. works well. It's tough. I heard when I heard about do good goods, I thought, and I, you know, and I, and I checked your website out and I, I, I talked to a friend who loves you <laughs> and I thought to myself, what a genius idea. Yeah. Because, and, and why haven't, how did they come up with this? It's like when an awesome idea, it, it's like it was right there in front of you the whole time. And yet you, you find it, you hear about it for the first time. So how did that idea of leveraging the donated item in a consignment world into a charitable gift? How did you get that? Where did that come from? Well, I will tell you, I have always enjoyed consignment clothing. So I grew up and, you know, my parents always made sure we had what we needed But there were times when I would occasionally wear my cousin's Mm hand-me-downs, and they were boys, so that was hard. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always liked having my own things, which is so ironic that you would enjoy consignment, because typically you're wearing somebody else's Mm -hmm. things. But um, it's a fun uh, adventure, and so I enjoyed that. And I'd love to take credit for the whole business strategy, but I have to say I I would give credit to the good Lord for that, because I honestly believe that whole message, that whole vision... It's just been part of a beautiful journey. Hmm. And so, you know, most businesses will have like a mission statement. Right. Or they'll have a vision. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell you that during the worst times when I was having trouble or struggling, um, there would be this one little Bible verse that kept coming back up. And it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Mm -hmm. And it would just help me refocus. Mm -hmm. And so as a vision or a mission statement, I'd say, um, is just another verse that kept coming up, and it was to do good, exceed in good deeds, be generous and willing to share. Mm-hmm. And so as I started working through the whole process, these things have just fallen into place, and it has been one blessing after another. We've met the most amazing consigners, mm-hmm. people that I cherish as my dear friends now that I would have never met if it hadn't been for this mm. for this store. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really cool. And so do you... Do you See, you you had a vision. You had it, something mm-hmm. that you felt like really was externally given to you as an idea. Yeah, it's uh, an inspiration. Really, yes. were there things? Were there were there moments when you when that almost died on the vine? Where you almost said, I'm, "I can't do this," or you know, "I've got a career, or I'm daggone busy. I don't have time to start this new thing that could be a full time job." Yes, I would say. Um, 
sometimes the people who are closest to you and maybe know you the best know your physical human limitations and they don't always, um, they're not always your biggest supporters. Sometimes they can be the balloon poppers. Mm. And so we're talking about family. Like sometimes we go, Laurieanne, you need to sit down. (laughs) Well, family and friends, but uh, my parents have always been very supportive because I think they, they have always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and they know about, um, doing the, uh, reasoning that has to happen about risk. Mm-hmm. But I also have a friend who said one time, if your dreams aren't big enough, it could be an insult to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think, um, it, it has been a challenge and it has stretched me. It has made me grow. It has made me be more humble. I am grateful. There are days when I am so incredibly tired, mm-hmm. but I absolutely cannot wait to get to the store. Mm-hmm. It is just it's like you are hungry for the blessings because you just absolutely know they're going to be there. Mm. <laughs> and I've never been disappointed. So it's, um, it has been the most wonderful hard thing I have ever done. And I told somebody the other day, if something happened to me and I were not to live another day, the last three years of my life when I have had this store, gone through this journey, have been the absolute most rewarding, most abundant blessings and I would not trade them for anything in the world. Yeah, that's great. And one of those happened in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, that was the year of, for a lot of people, just struggle. 2020 was hard. And so when the governor um, said, hey, you have to shut your doors if you're Mm non-essential and people are like, oh, you don't have scrubs, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to close, you don't have any medical. And we did. Mm -hmm. But ironically, I'm a very big milestone person. Mm -hmm. So the day we had to shut down was the exact day of our second anniversary. And so it was on March the 30th of 2020. And that was so hard. Yeah. And uh, we were closed for almost seven weeks. We opened back up on May the 11th and, you know, just a very vigorously clean environment we were very um almost um probably obsessed with making sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. that door handles and everything was wiped off Mm -hmm. and uh, keeping the environment safe and clean for our customers yeah that's really cool um okay so um gosh what do i want (laughs) to know just so so five percent from the business it's a pretty big cut of mo- of of the money to go mm-hmm. to the charity mm-hmm. because when you think about things like Amazon Smile, right? Mm-hmm. You, that's only one to two percent, um, and we're talking about Amazon, mm-hmm. all right? So five percent's a pretty big cut of um, uh, into you know the store's profits yes. that you're giving away. So can you rough estimate how much money um, went to charity from uh, Do Good Goods last year? Well, we have given out several pay, uh, charity payouts, mm-hmm. and so let me tell you about the most recent one. Okay. So we have a local um, organization that's very benevolent toward the homeless. They help people to, um, you know, not just get off the street, so to speak, but they help them with their identification and getting new driver's licenses mm-hmm. and help them find new homes mm-hmm. and jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, it's very much a teach a person to fish kind of mm-hmm. ministry, and it's wonderful. And a lot of people have that um, listed as their charity. Mm-hmm. And so let me just also mention that every charity has to be a certified 501c3 organization. Mm -hmm. So it can't be like Joe Bob's college fund. It's (laughs) it's a, it's a legitimate and we, we validate those. Right. 
And so we were able to surprise them uh-huh. through um, an orchestrated event and give them the largest payout we have given to date. And we were able to present them a check uh-huh. from our small little do good consignment store for $2,500. Wow, that's great. So sometimes when I wonder where the money's going to come from to pay the bills mm-hmm. or the lease mm-hmm. or the taxes or whatever comes up, mm-hmm. um, I trust in the Lord mm-hmm. and do good. And, do good. Mm-hmm. and it just it just shows up. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot, yes, it is. But is it enough? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each of those tiers, we give a little bit more. So sometimes it's more than 5%. Right, right. You might have some people who come to you and say, Lorianne, please sell this, and I don't want anything in return. I mean, that's an option too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you just – because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of thrift store – there are a lot of people that take very consignable things to thrift stores that support charities. That's a beautiful thing. I know you support that. But you could do that mm-hmm. – could you do that as well? That where, would be option three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep, <laughs> give it away. When they give their entire portion and then back to your – your uh-huh. example, instead of five, we give 10%. Mm-hmm. In that. So that's how they're 50 and our 10 makes 60. 60. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it may sound like, well, the store's keeping 40. No, I mean, but, you, you know, overhead. you have to pay the yeah. bills and yeah. I have to pay the folks who work there. And um, you have employees, right? They're wonderful. I have six of the most fabulous people mm-hmm. ever. They, um, just another one of those things that fell into place. They're wonderful, great with customers, very respectful, very helpful very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed to have people that I trust mm-hmm. and people that I know I can count on to be there. Mm-hmm. We touched on some of the stuff that you've had to look at and go, eh, sorry, but we can't. <laughs> have you gotten some things that just stick out in your mind as being fantastic items that have come into the store uh, and you've been able to sell? Well, I think we've had some amazing, like from clothing, let's just talk about clothing and shoes for women because, some, you know, that. Sometimes that's the the reason people come. Mm-hmm. So we've had some Valentino purses. We've had some very rare um, finds. We've had people who thought they had a real one, and we had to tell them we've had this authenticated, and I'm sorry, but this is not the real thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a hard message, too, yeah. because I don't want to misrepresent, uh, and yeah. so we always double-check them. Right. Um, but we've had some fabulous jewelry. We've had uh, just some stunning pieces. But I'll tell you about one of the most favorite pieces I have. And it's actually still in the store. Mm-hmm. So I was helping um, a gentleman, and he is a Vietnam veteran, um, was a fighter pilot, lost his wife. And this is when I first learned that there was going to be a totally different aspect to just the consignment. And that was going to be helping people maybe th- through the loss of, the of loved ones. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a whole household worth of things mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody's whole wardrobe, mm-hmm. we handle that a little bit differently. Um, but I had gone and we were we were actually he asked me if I would go through his wife's clothing and he was not able to drive. So I went to his um, uh, lived in a residential home and went there um, and. We went through the closet, and he came by, and he said, can you do anything with this? And he laid this plastic bag over, and it had um, a wedding dress, handmade on the island of Guam Uh for his wife, who was also in the military service, Mm -hmm. different branches, ironically. But they had fallen in love in service and gotten married in 1967, and it's the most absolute gorgeous wedding gown you Mm -hmm. have ever seen. And Mm -hmm. so I have it on a mannequin displayed in our wedding room. Mm -hmm. 
So we sell lots of wedding gowns mm-hmm. and make lots of people happy. But um, I recently helped to move him into a skilled care. And as a gift to me, he gave me the wedding picture of he and his wife oh. when he's in his dress whites. And I have it displayed next to the gown. Oh, my so gosh. One of my favorite pieces in the store. I love that. And then other things like our consigners come from all over. Mm-hmm. So we have... Uh, consigners in Ohio and uh, different places, but the one from the furthest away lives in Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, my. And so she has Christy Antiques there, and she will send some of the really rare pieces of jewelry or some Scottish stones with the banded agates and moss agates and gold stones. And who would think about finding that in a consignment store in Kingsport, Tennessee? <laughs> wow. And she, because she wanted to be a part of the idea of, of doing good. Uh-huh. Ironically, she um, has relatives who live in Rico, Virginia. So she has ties back to the Rico, area. Rico, Virginia. And so wow. she's a war eagle at heart. And yeah, she, just um, north of Kingsport. Mm-hmm, she did. But the fun thing is there will be things that I don't particularly pay any attention to as being something rare or unusual Mm -hmm. and somebody will come in and they'll be like my grandmother used to have a set just like this Mm -hmm. or i had one of these when i was growing up Mm -hmm. i have been looking for one of these and it's the strangest thing but you know i absolutely love to make people happy and we talk about finding these items a good home Mm -hmm. whether it's furniture or whatever it is Mm -hmm. it's just Fun to see them leave with somebody who's almost bouncing on the balls of their feet because they're so happy. They're so happy they got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. That, sounds, that, that sounds like an amazing store. I cannot wait to go see this store. It's a very good store. I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're talking about people who are coming in and getting things and mm-hmm. other things. But we talked in it before you came in and it was, we were chatting together uh, at the start of a show today about the process of getting rid of things. Mm-hmm. And how for some people that is a major struggle. It is. And, it but is. Dr. Becky said that she was accused by her youngest daughter who's 10 of being a hoarder. Well, mm-hmm. she just asked if I was a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> and we determined she's not because she just loves the things that she has. But for some of, for me, like I, I, I have things I've moved around mm-hmm. for years. Yes. I don't know why I still have them. Others, maybe I'm afraid to get rid of them. It, what, to speak to that person who's listening today and who says, I, I want to lighten my load, but I struggle with just saying goodbye to some things that have real value. Mm-hmm. I just can't stand it like the thought of a yard sale or mm-hmm. throwing them in a trash bag and taking them someplace, you know, can yard you, you sales, help me with that? Yeah, I can. So yard sales are a lot of work. And uh, <laughs> sometimes when you take stuff and you set it off at the dock at, um, you know, a donation center, that's, you know, you have to wave it goodbye and you never know. But a lot of times I think what's different about do good goods is whether you are just that person who wants to declutter downsize or whether you're dealing with some unexpected misfortune Mm -hmm. and you have to, how will I ever get through all of these things? Mm -hmm. Right. You have that added benefit of knowing number one, we have such a wide variety of merchandise that if it's, I've just inherited aunt Lucy's stuff. What do I do with everything? We actually can go and help you with the artwork and the collectibles and the figurines and the furniture and her clothes and her purses and her jewelry. And it's fun to be able to have a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. But where else are you going to be able to say, Aunt Lucy passed away of Alzheimer's, and I want to donate my part of this to to the Alzheimer's Foundation. And you're seeing that happen. And then they feel good about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how good do you feel when you just dropped your stuff off at a donation center? And then sometimes you'll come in, you know, and I will say, hey, guess what happened to such and such that you brought? And we get to tell you about a wonderful story that evolved. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I will share with you a really quick one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had a woman who brought in this beautiful bedding set. Mm-hmm. Okay. And another lady had over a period of weeks looked at it many times and asked me, you know, if we would take anything less. And unfortunately, she, she decided she wanted to purchase it, wanted to lay it away, which is another unique feature by the store, by the way. We, we have layaway. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I was folding the garment, getting it ready to, uh, for her to come the next day to purchase it, I noticed a small tear. Oh. So I called the original consigner who knew about it. And we had a discussion, and she said, it's strange you'd call me today. I just found the tiebacks to the curtains that match that set. And mm-hmm. she said, I'll come tomorrow. And she knew the other lady was coming tomorrow. So I was explaining to her, you know, hey, I have some bad news. I, I have a tear. And she's like, how bad is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we go through this whole process. And um, she, I knew she really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, the lady is coming by today. And I also found the tiebacks to this whole Mm-hmm. Set the tie back to the curtains. Well, about that time, she walked in and said, and here they are. And so, you know how it is when women, we get to talk and it's like, oh, I just love this set. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a Jane Seymour, honey, mm-hmm. and I got it, you know, and we go into that whole dialogue. <laughs> but they immediately hit it off. But anyhow, she said, um, you see, uh, the woman who was the consigner said, you know, we lost our adult son in her home and we've had a hard time being there. And we decided that if we could redo all the bedrooms, and move things around and move our bedroom downstairs since we're getting a little bit older, then we would be able maybe to stay in our, our home because mm-hmm. we like where we're at and we built a home. And the woman looked her straight in the eye and she said, I lost my husband a year ago and I haven't been able to sleep in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I could take this whole set and do the curtains and paint my room, I think I could move back into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And it was just the most beautiful moment when you get those chill bumps and, you know, something so much bigger than you mm-hmm. has just happened. Mm-hmm. And ironically, to this day, almost every day, one of those ladies come in, the other one comes in on the same day, mm-hmm. which is so, so much fun. But that's the kind of stories that mm-hmm. happen, the good things that happen at Do Good Goods. And you, you're, are you surprised by that? Or did you think that would happen? Like on the front end of your idea to do this good thing? Did you see that as maybe something you wanted to happen if her life is at the crossroads in your store? Or is that sort of an added benefit you didn't expect? It is very much an added benefit. I think if you think about the good things that you wish that would happen, I thought, you know, I want to be able to do this good thing and to feel like I have not um, neglected something that was part of my personal plan or calling. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't ever want to go to heaven and look the good Lord in the eye and say, I thought this was a good idea, but I wasn't sure. Right. If I had ever gone to heaven and the good Lord had somehow hovered me above do good goods and said, I want to show you what you'd missed, I would have been mortified, (laughs) mortified. And so I have learned, um, and I guess this message, I would say that's that's probably a little bit more um, of an undercurrent message maybe that people should hear. If if you feel like you've got something that you're struggling with, that you feel like something you're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely do it. I don't believe that you're ever too old um, or it's ever too far gone for you to try it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely have zero regret on the worst day I've ever had to do good goods pales in comparison. Yeah. But we're uh, so to, good at seeing how this is going to fail. Yeah. I'm very good. Dr. Becky can yeah, tell no, you. Josh is good. At, Josh is I'm great. at really good at We call it horribleizing. <laughs> like, I have this dream, this great idea. I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Cue the movie that plays out how it's going to end mm-hmm. in total failure. Uh, you have to say, I guess, did you just not have that? Did you not have that? Or did you have to struggle with that? Oh, no, I struggle. 
I mean, I'll admit I'm very human. I struggle every time, you know, I'm, I'm curious about how things are going to be enough. Um, but you know, when you get surprised, like that situation I just showed you Mm -hmm. and you see things happen that you would have absolutely never been part of that, this would have never happened. Right. Um, so just to, to rewind, I talked to you about the most recent charity, um, giving that Mm -hmm. we had to Mm -hmm. that local organization. Mm -hmm. Well, do you know that they actually had through a very strange, uh, visitor to their, um, location, uh, been able to start a church by the same name in Africa and they used part of our funds Mm -hmm. that we gave them. To do that. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me three and a half years ago, if you just said, hey, Lori, do you think you might ever be involved with, um, you know, giving Africa? some money mm-hmm. and feeding people in Africa? And I would be like, how? No. How? No, how would I do that? Yeah. How? And so beyond I, your wildest dreams. <laughs> so you see, I think you're getting a little bit of a glimpse into why I absolutely cannot wait to get there some days right. because I know something good is going to happen that day. And I pray that I always have the eyes and the awareness to see it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also a little floored from our conversation. Um, You're going into people's houses and, Mm -hmm. and value and and helping them like figure out how to get through this process of um, finding some place for all of those things that we accumulate through our life to go. I mean, you, you were talking about going into that um, gentleman's house. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a huge service that goes so far beyond just what happens on the retail floor. But you get to know people, and mm-hmm. they've become great friends. Mm-hmm. And so Captain Donnelly and I talk two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. I try to check on him because he doesn't have family here. And ironically, um, because of... His family lived in two COVID hotspots. They weren't able to come and help him move. Mm-hmm. So I actually helped pack up all of his things and, and help him <laughs> itemize. So it was it was a little bit of an extreme situation, but he's such a dear friend. But if you think about people who are um, maybe aging and they're moving and they're downsizing and they're going into assisted living or they're going mm-hmm. you know, to uh, skilled care mm-hmm. or maybe somebody whose spouse is <laughs> in that situation and they feel like, hey, I need to to deal with all that and somebody is not cognizant enough to do it themselves Mm -hmm. and being able to help them know what's a value Mm -hmm. so that they don't neglect it. They'll, I don't guess you want these old things. And I'm like, well, maybe you don't realize how (laughs) highly collectible this is or that we pay people on a wait list for those. So, you know, little things like keeping a wish list so we can call people when we get a collectible in that they're looking for. We even have a lady who collects Pyrex. Oh yeah. Which is fantastic. So, what, is, what, what is that? So if you think it's about ceramic, your... It's ceramic dishes and pieces, like serving pieces and things like that. that oh, can you hot. microwave it? Yes. <laughs> okay. It was hot in the 60s and 70s. No, I mean, I've, I read an article about how Pyrex is a huge collectible now. Wow. So it's fun. I mean, where else can you get on a wish list for Pyrex? Right? Yeah. No, that's that's really it's really cool. Well, I think we're ready for the maybe I think the best part of our show, Great. and that's when you get to uh, chat with our teens. So Fantastic. Uh, we'll hand the mic over to them. Hi, um, Lori. It's really nice to meet you. My name's Elijah. I'm Susanna. It's nice to meet you both. Yep. Yeah. So um, first of all, why do you take our name? 
I, I just wanted to know like our podcast did, name. Yeah, like we, we, we know ha- you copied us. Like we got it like six months ago. Obviously, we had it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you were divinely inspired, just like me. So yeah. I take no offense. <laughs> no, I wish we were inspired by you. Yeah. Um, so to get straight into the questions, because we don't have too much time. It's obvious through the stories that you told, which, by the way, was they, they were great. I, They're I really so enjoyed inspiring. It. it. It really was. Yeah. Um, you obviously have a passion for doing good. Yes. That's apparent to anybody. Um, but what is the most satisfying experience you've had helping other people? I think I would say it goes back to seeing people leave with something that they are just so surprised to have found. Um, and leaving happy, but also I guess the most profound moment that I ever had when I felt like I was um, exactly where I was supposed to be doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing is when um, a woman who was uh, an older woman had come in and she did not see well, and so she had a companion who came with her to look over any documents before she signed them and even read the consigner agreement before she signed it, which was, was very sweet. And she had an adult daughter who was um, a lawyer and she had passed away from an illness. Uh, During the time that she was alive though, she did a lot of pro bono work for um, a orphanage located in Greenville, Tennessee. And so Obviously, being a professional woman of means, she had beautiful clothing and shoes and accessories. And um, her mother, obviously still grieving, wanted to help um, her son-in-law deal with her daughter's clothing and all these things that she had. But she didn't want to just give them away or donate them. And so I remember her sitting at the counter and she said, do you mean that you can take my daughter's things and sell them and donate that money to this place. And I said, yes, that's, that's exactly what we do. And she just slumped back in the chair and just breathed. And she said, I have found what I have been looking for. And it, it, I'll never forget that moment because it just resonated with me in a way I didn't ever expect that you were going to bring that kind of peace or that kind of um, ability to deal with grief and to, to let go of those beautiful things, knowing that they were going to go help maybe some child who needed it. And it's more money than you can give them. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's so much more than just being a fiduciary to change stuff into funds and give it away. It's the peace that you can give people or the um, ability to deal with their grief. And I never saw that coming, but I'll, she's a sweet, sweet woman. And it just was amazing to see her grasp what I believe is the, the purest intent of do good goods. That's so amazing. It's like every person um, has some sort of purpose or something they could be doing with this company, like whether it's donating or just shopping, yeah. you're benefiting the community. Yeah, I imagine one of the best things about it is the environment that you guys create there because it's not just about like, you know, these moments I don't imagine are, you know, it's not a constant thing, but the environment that encourages these moments to 
happen. The environment is really exciting, actually. And so um, if you've never been to the store, I'll tell you a little bit about it. When you come in, it's not going to be racks of long, you know, here's all the shirts and here's, you know. We actually merchandise things. So you would honestly, if you didn't know about the store, you might think you'd stumbled into a department store. And we try to really spend a lot of time keeping the store decorated to keep it contemporary and holiday specific and really highlight things. You know, sometimes people will bring in things and you may have a lot more than you expected. And so we can kind of focus on those or put them on a really nice stand and, you know, accentuate what those are. But we sometimes will have people who come in who know us and know the store and they don't really come in to shop. They may come in and say, Hey, I just wanted you to know that I've got to go to Asheville this Thursday for uh, bypass surgery. Would you guys keep me in your prayers? And that's an awesome responsibility when you know you have you have made such a connect with your customer base and they know you and your heart so well to know and trust that you will be praying for them. And that's a beautiful thing. And then when they come walking back in your store after they've had five bypasses, and they come back in five weeks later, you know, we just absolutely jump for joy. Wow. What a resource, honestly. It is. Um, so th- this is this is something I was wondering whenever I was listening to you talk with um, my dad and her mom. Uh, it is a business, yes. what you have. And um, though you have a passion for doing good, being a business, it comes with the challenges of running a business. How do you balance your original passion for wanting to help people and doing good with running a business? Well, I think they um, are definitely not mutually exclusive. So when I am going through the tedious book work or paying the taxes or working to make sure I have everything organized or I'm working late, there are things that are probably the less um, glamorous parts of the job. But definitely the blessings outweigh any of that. And, um, you know, I shared with you earlier that sometimes on my worst day when I'm just really, really exhausted, I still find myself so excited to get there. So I think um, I probably have not perfected a work-life balance yet. So I work full time and then have the girls who take care of the store, but I try to be there as much as I can and uh, maybe don't take as much rest as I'd like to, but I think it's probably because I am just so passionate about the store. And I think when you see those blessings and the rewards, you just, it's almost like you develop a hunger to keep going. It's a catalyst to really, it fuels you, I guess. It's, it gives you a, just a fresh energy and wants you to keep, keep going, keep doing good. Wow. Okay. So building off of that, Are you hoping to expand the company at all, or are you just content with what you've got? Well, I have to tell you, I have these wonderful dreams about one day going online and rivaling such um, entities as Poshmark and other things with the dogoodgoods.com and and just having a a do-good store in every city. And I think, you know, dreams are dreams, and they happen in the time that they need to unfold. I have learned that when I started with the 4,000 square feet, I could almost hear my granddad sitting on my shoulder saying, don't let your eyes get bigger than your stomach. And you have to wait and work things out. And I prayed about expanding for a year before I did. I even watched the um, property owners show that suite to 12 other people during that year. And it was just every time they did, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And then I finally got my answer and I called them that day and expanded so I think it's um, it's a process, and I don't know that there 
will or won't be a time to do that. But I've learned to trust my my instincts, especially my spiritual instincts. And I think I'll know when it's time and I'll know how to do it because um, it'll just, it'll be the right time. Yeah. You'll know when it's time. Um, this segment is naturally uh, kind of about teens to tie teens into how they can help doing good mm-hmm. in their community and wherever they go. So I want your opinion. I've asked this to a bunch of other people on the podcast. How important do you think it is for teens to strive to do good? Incredibly important. It's so rewarding and it teaches you discipline and maturity. And I think sometimes um, you probably have heard this growing up um, and you've heard other people say how generations change. And sometimes then we just automatically shut down like, yeah, we know we're different. But I think um, it's refreshing and it gets at the core of who you are when you realize I am a person who can do this good thing for somebody else. Nobody else could have done this good thing that I just did. So if it's your personal stuff and you decided to consign it or give it away, or if it's uh, every little act of good that you do each day, it's very important. And so we actually had these little notepads um, printed up and, and at the very top of them, cause I'm a lister I don't know if you all have to yeah. make a list. I do it. Yeah. I, I used day. to do it as a habit. Now I do it because I genuinely have to have the list to remember what to do next. Mm. <laughs> but if you're a lister, we started it. And um, the very top thing on the list is do something good today. Do something good today. Yeah. And I think it's important because it teaches you not to waste your moments. It teaches you to be humble and give part of your time away. And it teaches you... Um, what it feels like to be blessed. And I think some people don't, they may see that in other people, but when you feel that and you have your aha moment, like I did when I saw that lady sit back in her chair and say, I found what I've been looking for. And you realize you just became part of changing somebody's life for the better, whether you opened the door or whether you did some grand gesture Doing good will absolutely never go out of style. And it honestly does not matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your means are. It's just a, it's a great thing to do is to do good every day. Um, Something for me in 2020, not necessarily my new year's resolution or anything, but you know, I've, um, I strive to learn something every day, but I think something even more important would be to do something good every day. So I think I just discovered my 2021 New Year's resolution. I'm happy to hear <laughs> Not that. Not a bad resolution at all. That's a really good one. Yeah, beat that. <laughs> Fine. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do two good things a day. Uh, we'll see. I'll yeah. clock you. I'll keep you on the clock. Okay. <laughs> um, what, if you had one single piece of advice to give to a teen or young adult wanting to either do good Or maybe in a different case, start a business like you wanting to do good or starting anything, an organization, whatever it might be. What would that single piece of advice be to them? I would say if you think you are wanting to do something and you really feel passionate about it, you feel that conviction down deep, uh, I would say don't just sit on it. Now, it's true there are timing is important. But I think people procrastinate and they put stuff off or they talk themselves out of it. And can you imagine if I'd talked myself out of all the blessings that I have seen, I would have seriously been mortified. And so don't 
dismiss what can be. It's really not all about what you can do. It's just about what happens after you take the first step. So my strongest advice would be to make the first step and to not get discouraged. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's huge. And you can't regret your life away. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if I'd have done this. I wonder what would have happened if I'd have done that. Like those little nudges to maybe do something good and you wonder, well, I wonder what everybody's going to say if I go over here and help this person. But you go and do it. You don't have to wonder what would have happened if I had? It's so much better to say, I can't believe I did that than what if I had done that. Yeah, yeah just, I agree. Just go for it in life. There you go. Really smart. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. And, and be at peace knowing that no matter what you do, you can try to do your best in that. Do good. Yeah. <laughs> exceed in good deeds and be generous and willing to share. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I think we're going to do... All right. We're, we're going to throw you into a game, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you have anything? Um, You have the game. You can take over the game unless you want to give me some questions. All right. Okay. So, basically, we're going to do a speed round. I'm, this is a name three game, so I'm going to give you a topic, and you got to try to name three as fast as you can, and I'll cut you off if you run out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, first one, Um, you've got five seconds. Name three months of the year. January, February, March. Okay. Um, it's going to get harder. Name three states that start with M. Minnesota, Michigan, Maine. Okay. Name three dog breeds. Um, Collie, um, Cocker Spaniel, and a Blue Healer. Oh, she's pretty good. <laughs> Name three kitchen utensils. Utensils. Uh, a spatula, a strainer, and a uh, spoon. Okay. And three Disney movies. Um. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella, and um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've watched so many. They're flying through my head. Peter Pan. Wow, I'm that impressed. was really good. Yeah, I was. It was uh, you with the dogs. You did like the most. Those were very obscure. Yeah, very obscure ones. Not many people would know those. <laughs> I was thinking like Pitbull, Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. Yorkie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, where can we find you? Uh, Do Good Goods is located at 935 Wilcox Court in Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, right. And what are you, do you have social medias that people can find you on? We are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are open 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock through the week and 10 to 4 on Saturdays. But we also do private shopping after hours by appointment. That's awesome. Oh, baby. <laughs> and for um, any veterans or active military, we give a 10% discount year-round on top of any other sale or clearance price. It's an always honor our um, active and military people with a 10% discount. That's really cool. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's uh, been an honor to yeah, meet it's, you. Yeah, it's really... Oh, thank you guys. You've been just delightful, and I'm so happy <laughs> you've gotten you. to meet you both. It's been so cool to learn about your store. I'm sure we'll be in as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Well, yeah. you're welcome anytime. Keep being an inspiration. Thank you. Thank, thank you. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening to Doing Good, the podcast. And you can find us if you'd like to hear more at our website at we'redoinggood.com or on Facebook or Instagram at We're Doing Good. So please like our pages and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We all have something that we can be doing. So just take the first step. Everybody show some love and do some good. Have a great day.